You're listening to episode 23 of the Study Hub and Drive Time on tonight's programme English, Home Economics and Music. By God, Study Hub will be good tonight. I've learned her, I hope so. <laughs> Jeepers, no pressure. Why in particular? Like, it's been good every night. Yeah, without question. <laughs> and it's our penultimate, I think, is the posh term show. So it better be good. We want to start slightly leave with a bang. But thank you so much. And good evening. You are, of course, very welcome into the Study Hub. And as we know, over the last few weeks, we've been getting finalised details about the shape and the structure of the exam papers and what lies ahead for you, really, in the exam hall in June, if that's what you choose to do. And in the main, the papers have much wider choices, time pressures will be eased significantly and overall they just seem generous, you know, so there should finally be some little bonus to being part of the class of 2021. Now last week on the show we drilled down into some of those details of the changes and you can check out our podcast on those and we'll continue that excavation work this evening where we'll be going over English Paper 1 and English Paper 2. Yes, that one, or the one that's more commonly known as English Paper 2 the one is which poet is coming up a paper and we Conor Murphy from Skibbering Community College in Cork would be on standby to give us in-depth tips and hints for that paper. And of course, along with the poetry, the Shakespeare, the essays, one of the joys of doing English now in second level are that you get to watch movies and you get to watch some cracking films and call it homework. Here's a reminder of some of the titles you can expect to see. I had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are trading places. Hey, Randy, Bossy, this is nice. I like this. I'm Achibe. I'm Ree. My dad's Jessup Dolly. You ain't here for trouble, are you? I got a real bad need to talk to him. Falcon just calls his witnesses. Guaranteed there'll be a new generation of men and women, even more resilient, more determined. Look who you're talking to. There's a war going on. I thought you might understand. You're talking like a foreigner. You're talking to me like I'm a foreigner. You think I don't know Northern Ireland? I live here, man. Then support us. I'm good. I'm good and level with you. We can't get married at all. Why not? Uh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. Oh, the classics really have sometimes the best lines. You can start getting your questions in now to us here on text at 51551. Also this evening, we will fit in a quick chat with Laura Healy from Presentation Mitchellstown in Cork, who along with her colleague Leanne Gillick are the actual writers of your most important home economics book, Complete Home Economics. And we'll also be joined by friend of the show at this point, the closest we'll ever get to a resident house band. It's our music teacher from the Institute of Education, Susan McCormack. And whenever we have Susan on the show, we like to play this to celebrate some of the gorgeous music on the curriculum for Leaving Cert students. Good ringtone, I reckon, there. You can start getting in your questions to us now at 51551. And then finally, as many of you face into oral exams as in Gaelic and French and German and Japanese or Spanish this Easter, we plan on catching up with MEP Maria Walsh, who has some fascinating observations to make about the importance and the relevance of having multiple languages. So lots of encouragement and reassurance on its way and voila. So first up this evening, English papers. Connor Murphy's on the line for us. Connor joined us back on the 13th of January for English paper one. And we also discussed paper two on 19th of 
of January, Gavin Kaiser, if you want to go back and download those podcasts. Connor, we are you're very welcome into the study hub this evening. We know that we've done much. we've done that big work, if you know what I mean. So we're just going to really focus on the changes because you want students to be aware of those changes going into the exam hall. It's good news in your opinion. Uh, the timing is much more generous. Paper one, the composition paper, 140 marks up for grab here. But how has that paper changed? What what do you want to talk to students about? Well, the first thing is this is this is great news for students because it's one thing that students always want to do is have more time for thinking and planning and to really show off their own creativity and knowledge. Um, so the time is exactly the same for paper one and paper two. Paper one, it's uh, two hours and 50 minutes. And the essay um, is now still 100 marks, but that's because of the change in the marking scheme. It's got up to 36% of your overall uh, exam results. So that's worth taking a note of. And, and that really used to be... Of. 25% and it's now gone up to 36 It has, but this is a good thing because mm-hmm. that's where the students can show off their own creativity. That's, that's where they can shine, you know, and that's really what English should be all about, you know, the students' voice and, and getting that heard. So this is a great, this is great. And, and they have more time now, you see. They have, um, I have it written down now, one hour and 40 minutes to really get their teeth into that, plan it carefully and take their time writing it because they don't have to write any more. Mm. The, the amount of okay. uh, writing I know what you mean. The is content the is the same. Okay. Yeah, so they don't have to say, think that, oh, I have to fill up that with more paper. <laughs> you don't. You, you, you Same amount of paper, 1,000 to 1,200 words, uh, and now you, but you, now you've got an extra, a good extra half an hour at least there to do that. Now, in terms of study plans then, over, you know, they're in the middle of the Easter break now, what do you recommend? I mean, how do you prepare for that essay question? Well, in terms of the essay question, at this stage, they'll have all the heavy lifting done because they've only got, they've got two months left. Uh, presumably they're taking a little bit of break over Easter, but when they get back into it, just it, it, the easiest thing to do is just go back over the exam papers, randomly select exam papers and randomly select two or three essays per year, not just one, because you always want to have a couple of options sure. on the day. So you, two or three and plan them out and maybe even write a little bit on them. But do this, but, but plan them out uh, in 10 minutes. So take 10 minutes, I've got to plan this one. Take 10 minutes, going to plan that one. And just to get used to planning it. And now, because you have much more time to actually write it, kind of pause and, and have a think about maybe writing out a little bit. And I'm sure, again, uh, um, the teachers will have, would, won't mind correcting bits of writing from you. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't spend an hour and a half writing out an essay um, repeatedly because that's going to eat into your study time. Uh, but just plan it and maybe the introduction and the okay. odd paragraph here or there just to get into the practice of it. OK, English paper two, again, the paper that so many students talk about, 140 marks here. But again, the duration hasn't changed at the same time, three hours and 20 minutes. But you're welcoming this. And again, what do you think students should be aware of in terms of changes to paper two? Okay, so there's a lot of there's a lot of small changes in, in paper two, and they're all they're all positive. Uh, the main text is the same. There's no changes there except that it's up to seventy marks where it was sixty, but the comparative changes are, are substantial. And uh, all the modes, all the different headings are are now on the paper, so you don't have to narrow it down. You don't have to worry if your mode is going to come up. Mm-hmm. They're all there. They're all definitely going to come up. Um, but you, if you're going to write an essay on that, the seventy mark essay, if you're going to write that, you only have to cover two texts. So if there's one text you're not too fond of, um, you can discard that immediately if you're used to writing those essays. And in terms of poetry, yeah, because that's always the big question, you know, who's coming up, who came up? Ah, yeah, that drives me nuts, to be honest with you. (laughs) Who's going to come up? I remember interviewing Van Boland a few years ago and I said to her, you know, what's it like to be on the paper? And she was so lovely about it. And she said, I always feel quite guilty if if I haven't come up. And she said, I sort of feel I'm getting looks of hatred when I walk around. She was really sweet and kind and generous about it. But it it was funny, you know. 
I think there's a similar story about Seamus Heaney as well because he hasn't appeared since on the on this section since 2003, um, much to uh, a lot of people's dis- disappointment. But the thing about that is that there's an extra poet on it. So now that there's five now po- poets going to be questioned. Um, so that means uh, you've only got four that you definitely have to study to ensure that there's one on the list. So if, you, if, if, you're, if you're thinking that way. And the other thing you've got to remember is that there are three female poets, Bishop, Boland and Plath, and three Irish poets, Boland, Durkin and Heaney. And it's important to think about the fact there's only three female and there's only three Irish in when you're kind of doing your calculations. But the other thing, of course, is that... Um, if you're way back on your study, uh, this is maybe uh, overall, If you're when you're studying, you have to kind of think about where you are in your study, how far you've gone along sure. and, and uh, you know, and uh, if, if you have to cut corners, yep. uh, where are you going to cut those corners? Because you don't have to do the poetry question now, you can do the main text and the comparative. Now, there's been a bit of heat about the fact that you can do this paper without answering the Shakespeare question and lots of people kind of thrown by that. What's your own feeling on that, Connor? Uh, he he's always going to be around. Shakespeare's going <laughs> we to We haven't seen anywhere. him off, no. <laughs> no, no. He's never. He's he's he isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, you look. This is just it, one. It's just it's just as a one-off, you know. Uh, and it it it'll go back to the normal uh, every day. And like I said, Shakespeare hasn't appeared since two thousand and three, but he's still being taught. And the other thing about it is that uh, from a teacher's and a student's perspective, disregarding the exam. You've studied Shakespeare now, so the learning about Shakespeare has been done. And that's you're kind of parking that a little bit. And now you're concentrating on the exam and just see them as two different entities, I think. Quickly then, just finally, the gift of time, you really welcome it. How should students best use it? OK, in terms of the exam, uh, you plan. Just okay. take your time. So, for instance, in paper two, I would suggest that you read the paper for 10 minutes. You actually pick an essay from each section and take 10 minutes to actually plan out those three quest- those okay. three answers. And then you see which one you think is best or the two you think are best. And then off you go. And again, you have an hour and a half on paper two as well to answer each question and slow down. Take your time. You don't have to rush anymore. You can take your time. You can plan it out and make sure that you're writing. You're writing well, because that's often the, the, one of the quick first things to sure. go in the exam is, is the writing well. So now you can concentrate on that. So it's not just what you're writing, but how you're writing is hopefully it'll yeah. be a more generous, pleasant experience for people, for some people in the exam hall this year. Connor, thank you so much for joining us with that this evening. Uh, thank you there, Connor, from the Skibbering Community College there with his tips on the changes that are now in Paper 1 and Paper 2 in English. But we move on and a few weeks ago in the show we talked to Laura Healy, Home Economics teacher at Presentation Mitchellstown in Cork. And you can get that podcast from the 25th of February, so do take a listen to that. So this evening again, we're just focusing on the changes that are now part of the new exam as such. Laura, you're very welcome back to the study hub. I'm going to ask you to get Hi, straight Heather. into this. Three sections here. So starting with section A, the short questions, you now answer five out of 14 questions. But how much time should you spend on them? Hi, Evelyn. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's been two major changes since this new document has come out. And I suppose the greatest benefit really is the short questions. Previously, you had to do 10 and now you only have to do five. So you've much greater choice uh, to pick the ones that you're happiest with. And with those, I would advise that, you know, people maybe answer eight to give yourself the best opportunity of getting five full mark short questions and spend about 20 minutes on your short questions would be the maximum, I would say, there. So just to be careful, not spend too long and don't attempt them all. You're only going to use up all of your time. OK, so Section A you like because it kind of steadies the nerve, as we say around here. It does. But then we're moving into Section B and this is the big one. It is. And like Section B... You always state, and this hasn't changed, you have to do B1, the compulsory question, it's worth 80 marks, um, which in the new marking scheme is going to make up over 26% of your overall grade. So 
the like, just like English, the greatest mm. benefit here is that you get to spend time, you know, time to read and time to plan. And this is the type of question that you have a graph or a chart that you have to analyze. And normally we say to people, please don't spend too long on this. You know, you're going to eat into your time. But now this year, I mean, students have such a great opportunity to spend time reading, planning, organizing themselves and answering a really good chart question. Um, and again, with that, it really depends on. So with the other part of section B, you only now have to do one other question from B, from section B. Previously, you had to do two. So, I mean, God, students will have the choice. isn't it? Significant. It really is. And like students can, you know, I mean, some students will want to do the extra question just sure. to cover themselves. Um, my advice there would be to kind of look at your own style of writing. How quick do you write? How quick can you get your information down? If you're a student who can and get it down very fast, yes, go and attempt another B question. But if you were a student who was slower to think and plan, slower to write, just, you know, use that time and just do that one B question. Don't go attempting a second one and sacrificing Okay. other questions you know be honest with yourself I think is what you're saying then we yeah. motor, we motor into section C and you choose one elective question from C1 C2 C3 C4 again what's your advice around this what should students consider yeah so again uh, I mean at this stage teachers will have had this conversation with their class and decided on which elective they're going to do and the advantage this year is that students have an extra C4 question which is based on the core course um, which is on food studies, resource management and consumer and social. And again, it will be the student's choice. It'll also depend on the day and what kind of question comes up there, which one they pick. But again, this is a major one. It's worth 80 marks. It's again over 26% um, of the course. So um, when you're doing your timing, you do your B1 question first, that's worth 80 marks. Then you do your C question, the elective, which is also worth 80 marks. And then you go back to your other B question. Focus on the high mark questions first and get those done and do them well. Now, the timing. Sure, the timings yeah. around the paper then. People in Footyway have to rethink their clock because we they were do. so wedded to the old clock when I spoke yeah. to you the last time. You had it all worked out to the minute. But I yeah. know it's generous, but you still have to be where the clock is ticking. So in terms of the you time do. frame, again, you've worked out a really good system here. You might talk us through your advice around the timing. Yeah, so I mean, it really, like I said, it, decide before you go in, are you going to attempt the extra question in the B or not? Or are you just going to stick with what's required in the paper? So if you are just sticking with what's required in the paper, spend five minutes reading over the papers, deciding on what questions you're going to do, highlighting if necessary, then move on to your short questions and spend 20 minutes on those. And then if you are just sticking with the current paper, spend 45 minutes on your B1 elective and your C elective. I mean, that's a huge quantity of time. It is a great benefit to students. They will. I mean, what I would love to see is if you looked around the room, you should see people thinking, you should see people planning their questions before they start writing. That's what you have. You know, students in the future will never have this opportunity. So 2021 have this great benefit. And then finally, are you suggesting minutes, they might even maybe yeah. enjoy sitting there doing the exam? I mean, I you think know what? I think it's going yeah. to be so encouraging for students. They've had such a tough year. I think finally yeah. there's a bonus to all this. There really is, and like they have so much knowledge gained over two years, mm-hmm. and now they finally have the opportunity to plan and organise all that knowledge in their head and get it down and write some really good, you know, answers. You know, and um, so like the final thing then they have to do is just spend thirty minutes then on that other B question and then they have five minutes to read back over again. If they do choose to do the extra B question, you know, those timings change. Um, your five minutes reading, 20 sure. minutes on short questions, 40 minutes this time on your 
B1 and your C elective and then you have 20 minutes for each of the two B questions if you decide to do those and then five minutes to read again. Super. So um, thank you so much and I know that you sent us some extra notes on this and we have sent that forward. So again, um, thanks a million for joining us on the line with that. That's Laura Healy from the Presentation College in Mitchellstown Um, and she's also the author of Complete Home Home Economics. Now next up we're going to check in on the changes to the written paper in music now with Susan McCormack who's the music teacher from the Institute of Education at Leeson Street in Dublin. Susan has joined us twice before, first on the 2nd of February when we had that longer discussion with her about the paper in detail. Then again, she did a quick word with us on the 11th of March where we discussed the changes to the logistics involved in the music practicals. And now she joins us this evening again just to focus in on the changes to the actual exam paper itself. And Susan, it looks like there's a fairly big change when it comes to your paper there with questions about either melody or harmony. Tell us more, Susan. Yeah, good evening, Evelyn. Good evening. So the change is only for the composition paper and students ordinarily would have had to do two questions, one melody or one harmony, I'm sorry, and one harmony. And those questions are heavily weighted questions, melody worth 40, harmony worth 60. So it's a hundred mark question. Now students are only required to do one question, either a melody or a harmony with the question God, now being huge, worth isn't it? 50 I mean, mark. that is a massive yeah. change, isn't it? That's very, that's it's a very massive chunk. Yeah, yeah. Now I should say that the relative of weighting between components and written paper will be retained. So essentially whatever score they they get in their harmony or their melody, that'll be doubled to get their overall composition mark. My goodness. Wow. Okay. So yeah. are students making their preferences known? Do they sound like they're opting for one or the other? Is that a little too soon to predict at this stage? Well, I certainly have heard a couple of my students saying that they that they would rather one or the other. But I would be saying don't jump the gun, you know, keep an open mind in relation to what question you might do. Um, and I suppose, pardon the Easter pun here, but don't put all of your eggs in one basket. <laughs> oh, we love because that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you could get a gorgeous melody and a challenging harmony or vice versa. You could get a minor melody and you're just, you know, you're not really that into the minor melody and you could get a major harmony. So I would say keep an open mind. Um, you know, I know that most students will naturally favour one over the other, but they should be well practised in both. They've been doing them now for two years. So I would say, you know, go in, have a look at both questions. You have an hour and a half now, the exact same amount of time to do one question. So that's ample time um, and you may find that some students decide to have a go at both and if that is the case the examiner will mark both and you'll be awarded whichever is the higher of the two. Now if you're going to do that just make sure that you kind of I would say devote your time to whichever one you think you're stronger at whichever sure. question looks nicer and if you have time left over then have a go you've nothing to lose by having a go at the at the other question as well. And then finally in terms of changes when it comes to points any much you want, you want to talk to us about there anything you want to focus on there um, um, in the exams for the for, for the, the grading, marking. is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I suppose it, um, the harmony was worth 60, it's now 50. And if you do a melody, it was worth 50, 40 and it's now 50. But there's no overall change to the to the composing will still be worth 100 marks. Your practical or your uh, listening will be worth 100 marks. And then the practical, which most people are doing their elective in. And best of luck to everybody next week on that. That'll be worth 200 marks. So there's no change there. I'm so glad they've managed to work out a way of doing the practicals because for so many students, it's a culmination yeah. of years of practice and thralling oh, out yeah. a music class. And it would have been, you know, maybe a pity if they hadn't got that chance to kind of show off what they've been working on. 
Yeah, it's a big deal. And, you know, they, they've put in a lot of work and it's been particularly challenging with instrumental lessons and, mm-hmm. and rehearsals, you know, being, you know, it's not that easy. Sure. Um, but they've really worked hard and uh, I think they'll do really well next week. So best of luck to everyone and try and enjoy it. OK, thank you so much, Susan McCormick. And if you need to double check any of the details discussed so far, you can download tonight's show shortly after you come off air. But don't forget, you can find podcasts of all the Drive Time Study Hub episodes and much more by going to the RTE Learns senior cycle page and now you can get even more by just searching uh, for drive time study hub extra resources the senior cycle page has direct links to the study hub and other items such as shakespeare and sunday lc21 from 2fm resources for your online well-being tips for teens to manage stress our extra resource page has brilliant tutorials from the likes of music teacher susan mccormick who just heard there our home economics teacher laura healy and their tips from the accounting teacher we've additional notes on physics and spanish and half a dozen extra notes from our wonderful german teacher Helmut Sanderman, who was with us a few weeks ago. His notes are great and they include everything from terms that might help from reporting a lost dog in German to describing musical festivals in Ireland to very useful German terms for COVID and life in lockdown. Here's a little reminder of what you might hear. Lisa, I want some more. More! Every single student in Ireland should listen to the study hub and the teachers too, because I just learned something. So that's uh, very good, very good uh, uh, for me too. Our whole point of providing these booklets is really just because we want the students around the country to do the very best they can in the exam. We love our subjects, so we want to help our students (laughs) as much as we can. So your hands by your side, you're just going to bend from the hips and the knees, reach down, you find it in the back of your legs, fingertips touching the ground, and then Mexican wave up onto your tippy toes. Yeah, well, obviously, a working calculator with a new battery, very, very important. Bring your red, blue, black borrows in. Particularly important, bring a couple of highlighters in. When they've finished all their workings, then they can very quickly see and identify which figures have to be transferred to which account. You prepare, you train, and you work up until June. And on the day of the exam, you fight. Voilà, and you feel great. And that's being Irish. You know, as they say, this is uh, Aaron Abu. the music we've got away of playing on this show. Anyway, finally this evening as thousands of you face into oral exams or indeed have already completed them, we thought it might be a good idea to discuss how these languages might be used in a practical way in the future and one person who firmly believes in the power and usefulness of these second and third languages is Maria Walsh who is the Fine Gael MEP. Maria Walsh joins us this evening. Maria Walsh, I suppose I have to say bienvenue, you're very welcome into the study hub this evening. You see on a daily basis how useful it is to have a working knowledge of a European language other than your own. Tell us about that and how that's come across to you. Absolutely. Good evening, Evelyn. And, Good evening. And, uh, hello to all, all the listeners and thanks for having me on. And uh, Just as you said there, I mean, the EU as a whole, and I guess since I got elected in 2019, it, it, the wealth of understanding and knowledge that I have in, in the impact languages have. So right now in the EU, we have 24 official languages. Irish itself was added as an official language in 2007. Every meeting, be it at committee level, group level, and of course, when we debate and speak in the plenary floor, um, it is translated into languages. And now more than ever, 
we need to have more more Irish students put their hands up and get involved in the institutions, apply for internships and traineeships. Because when we joined in 1973, we had a cohort of Irish head over uh, to, to Luxembourg, Belgium and Strasbourg in, in France. Um, and not to age anybody, but sure. many, are reaching, <laughs> many are reaching retirement age now. So we need to ensure that we have uh, more, more and more students coming through in order to fill those roles and continuing on the fact that networking is a huge currency. Language allows us to continue on that effective currency that we as Irish people have uh, and really grow the, 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 the Republic of Ireland brand and name within the institution. So and how, Maria, how do you think we fare compared to our European counterparts, even kind of anecdotally in terms of our language skills? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, 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 I'm asking for people to put their hands up and get involved in languages. And then I feel a little bit of a hypocrite because I, I barely speak good English, never mind any other <laughs> language. I have a coupe of uh, and, and some secondary French, but not enough to, to get by. Sure. Um, but when you compare it to other countries, you know, I met, I met with people within the Brussels bubble, as we like to say, who mm-hmm. have four or five languages. Um, people who don't work in the bubble but live in Belgium as a whole who who have two or three and fluent not mm. just not just it's um, very impressive isn't it it is it is and then it, it, I, I and I often ask you know when I, when I meet people who, who have a number of languages it's just like where did, where did the grow and that passion grow from it's like well it was mandatory it was in school we were always surrounded by languages in order to have an effective career path mm-hmm. languages were the way for for many of them to to excel because the institutions were were renowned and are still renowned for languages. Whereas in Ireland, I feel like we 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 talk about it and we flirt with it. And sure. unless people at home or teachers are really passionate about growing that language, mm-hmm. uh, then we seem to fall a little bit short. Okay. Well, look, merci. Uh, Marie Walsh for joining us this evening and sort of inspiring our students this week who might be going what's it all for you know it's great to hear from somebody like yourself who's right out there in the middle of it all going yes you know what the French the German all the bits you're doing and Gaelic indeed uh, are all useful so thank you so much for talking to us thanks to all our contributors this evening we are lining up for our final show tomorrow evening and as it's a special celebration I suppose we've decided to make it a teacher free zone we're going to spend some time catching up with old friends sixth year students who are dealing with the leaving cert and we will also ask the inspirational man that is Jack Kavanagh for his thoughts on how to handle all the uncertainty and twists and turns involved in Leaving Cert 2021 so do join in and we'd love to hear your views too so we'll talk to you tomorrow evening from 6.30pm and as ever you're welcome to message us with your questions your comments on email at studyhub at rte.ie You were listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time at RT Radio 1 Tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30pm